Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. Man, we'll get right into it. A little proof of life. It's Saturday, April 29, 2023. And if you're not familiar with the form of this podcast, treat this as a free 30-minute consultation. Like you walked by our office and you saw the door was cracked open and you're like, you know what? Alex doesn't usually leave his door open. <laughs> yeah, I get I try to put these episodes out as frequently as possible, but time is money. So if I'm being charitable, if I'm being generous with it, it behooves you to get your foot in the door because ultimately that's how you move up in corporate. You taking the initiative and acting on it. Well, today's question, it's as if somebody walked in, right? They don't have anybody else really to go to, their circle of friends or associates may not be so corporate minded so they want to get some perspective from a corporate cowboy what would a corporate cowboy do in this situation the question is coming from r slash career advice and they're saying they're writing i resigned damn okay okay that could be a positive uh, positive step and a negative step, right? But it is a formal step. Maybe you got something lined up on the side. Maybe uh, you don't. Maybe you were leaving because the environment was unprofessional or unbecoming of a consummate professional in the making. Any number of reasons, right? It could have became bad blood. Could have been forced. <laughs> Inevitable. Inevitably, this happens. They write, I resigned. And the employer, the employer, is asking for proof of next employment. Okay, okay. The employer, I was going to say, well, isn't that your former employer? But you resigned. So you haven't terminated uh, employment yet. They're technically still your employer, technically, because resignation doesn't mean termination, right? So it's a notice of resignation. And depending on the amount of time you give for your notice at the end of that notice period is when you are officially terminated or when you officially terminate whatever contractual agreement you had, whether it was employment, uh, salary, or just an independent contractor, right? You give notice and at the end of that notice is when ties are cut. So, in that span, in that span of time between giving notice of resignation, right? Formally submitting your two weeks or whatever professional courtesy it is you're giving them. It could be a month. It could be two days. It could be the same day. Hey, I'm leaving. I'm bouncing. Alex, but wait. Nah, fuck this shit. I'm out. Depending on what the situation calls for, that period between you formally giving them notice and that notice finally expiring so that the employment relationship terminates, they're technically still your employer. You're technically still their employee, right? So in that span of time, if they're asking for proof of next employment, I don't, you don't have to give it to them. What the fuck? <laughs> they can't force you to tell them where you're going next. You could be going to uh, 
you could, in theory, be going to the fucking competition, right? And so long as your employment agreement doesn't have some kind of uh, anti-competitive or, or, or competition provision, some non-compete, right? You're good to go. You're good to go. And even then, many non-competes are not drafted correctly or they're not legally enforceable. So if they're asking you, it may be for good reason, but you don't necessarily have to tell them. You don't necessarily have to tell them. If that were the case, they would have drafted it in the agreement there, where if you plan on resigning, you must inform them of your next employer so that they can do some kind of conflicts check and find that you're not um, leaving for the competitor. But even then, if you're going to another professional outfit, that outfit more than likely already has its own conflict checks in place. So when you come on board, they're making sure that they're not stepping on anybody's toes because they don't want to hire on a liability or a potential liability if they know you're coming from the competition. Sure, they might poach you and recruit you. I mean, there's, there's a number of tactics, really. They might draw you away. They might draw you away from the company knowing you cannot compete. And so effectively taking out a very capable agent from the corporate war. Business is war, baby. You're born into it. Get over it, right? So <laughs> it serves the same as eliminating as eliminating an, an, enemy, an enemy, enemy combatant, eliminating one from the opposition without having to uh, commit to bringing them on or anything, right? Now, there's also legal causes of action in that too. There could, there could be tortuous interference with contractual relations, but I mean, we're, we're digging, we're, we're digging deep. That, that's more higher level thinking, right? More higher level thinking and strategy that rarely does it manifest and, and become reality. Rarely. If you yourself find yourself in that position or you know someone who is or has been within the past, I'm going to say year or two years in most jurisdictions, and that's, that's an easy safe harbor. Have them hit us up. DM us. That's what we're here for. We'll try and consult you, give you some perspective, walk you through it, guide you per se. If you want to retain us, you need legal representation. And if it ain't us, we can refer you. We can refer you. That's what we're in the business for. We don't just handle contractual negotiations. We handle disputes too and getting them resolved amicably. I might add, right? We want to we wanna, uh, terminate relationships on good terms, always, always. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of uh, bad blood. I gotta smack my mouth a little bit. I'm not a fan of bad blood. It just smacks of... <clears throat> it just smacks of iniquity. It just smacks of dirt. Uh, Okay, <laughs> my mind, my mind took off running 
and I just kept from saying what it was thinking. So let me go ahead and read some of this prompt here. And along the way, I'll interject with some commentary and added perspective. Uh, the, the template, for the most part, I mean, it's recommended. It's, I insist that you have the client in front of you. But because we only have these words to go on, we're banking or gambling on the fact that they're writing down and being vulnerable, being open with these vulnerabilities, this situation that they find themselves in. It's not hard. It's, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not hard to be vulnerable, but it's very difficult to be open and to be concise when you're asked questions or when you're asked for information. Because doing so, I mean, the, the client always wants to be right. And sometimes they're not, unfortunately. Unfortunately, regrettably, they are not. But it happens. It happens. So if we have the hypothetical client, if we had the clients in front of us, we might better inform an opinion for them, some type of advice, legal or otherwise, of how to approach the situation they find themselves in. Now, a legal disclaimer, I got to give it to you now, is that anything, anything that's said or repeated on this podcast, you should not construe to be legal advice for you. We do not condone or promote any wrongful activity or any wrongdoing. We're not responsible for you having heard this podcast and getting any bright ideas. <laughs> All right, so they write here, they say, hi, hi. I put down my papers at my current job. Damn, just threw them on the desk. I fucking put my papers down. I put my foot down on my papers. And they are not, oh, and they are apparently not happy about it. Mm, it means one of two things. It means they have to change their modus operandi, their modus operandi, of how they were when you were there. Now they have to change up because of you. And if we know corporate like we know we do, it's any change equates to more work. And if it's one thing, motherfucking fat cats dislike, it's more work. Even if the change is good, even if it's a, a net positive, they hate undergoing it, which is why you see uh, capitalism having strayed so far from its pure beginnings. The strain of capitalism that exists now, I mean, it's infused, it's entangled and intertwined with corporate interests and corporate literally meaning bodies of individuals. It's just, just inanimate bodies, it's just groups, it's group interests. That's where business is war. And you're born into this corporate war. And there's groups within groups. What you think they're even, it, it's become further fractalized. You think corporate interests are any pure than capitalist interests? Nope. Nope. There's a ton of infighting in corporate also. That's what shareholder actions are. That's how leverage buyouts and uh, takeovers 
come into play. These corporate terms that have been synonymized with terms of warfare. <laughs> something we're born into. It's something we're born into and very few wake up to the reality. They're stuck in the matrix. Everybody technically is plugged into the matrix. Awoke or not. Awake or not. <laughs> it's understanding. It's understanding your relation to the system, right? And as a corporate cowboy, our objective is to empower you, to have you level up from just being a lowly individual, the quote unquote, the little guy, and move like a corporate cowboy. Move up to their level. Learn to shoot from the hip. You can negotiate with them directly. If they don't want to take the hits, Face on, head on, it's because they're going to deflect. They're going to say, oh, we're not, we're not a real human. We're a legal person. Nameless, faceless. Nope, they got names. They got faces. I've seen it. I've done it. <laughs> and it's easy. It's easy to be vulnerable. It's difficult to be open. So, as a faceless, nameless, I mean, I guess my name is Alex, right? But you can hear my voice. So, I'm letting you know that the hard part, really the hard part, is taking your good ideas and making them reality. Step one is understanding what you signed up for. And that's been one of the many overarching themes of this podcast is to read what you sign up for. Sure, there's going to be, you know, fucking ad uh, applications and software licenses that you're just going to click through like, yeah, I agree to the terms and conditions. Blah, 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 blah. You have to understand the worst. The worst case scenario is that they own. All the moves that you make. Right. And they could claim legally. But in reality, outside of the matrix, they don't they can't do a whole lot. Right. I mean, we're talking more on the street. <laughs> so any good ideas that you have in your mind are on the street. You don't want to just whip them out and move through corporate with them unless you absolutely have to and are sure that it's open and shut. <clears throat> going off on a tangent but i'm getting somewhere i'm getting somewhere let's continue a bit they write so they put their papers down at their current job and they are apparently not happy about it i did not want to divulge too much information about where i'm going since it is my personal decision now now they are asking for proof of where I am going in the form of a joining letter. Sounds like fucking bullshit. I think this is highly unprofessional on their part. How do you think I should handle the situation? Say no. Say no. Now, if it's 
Be mindful, though. Be mindful though, that corporate runs on paper still. I mean, okay, technically paper, but corporate runs on receipts and records, right? Granted, a lot of receipts and records can also be erased, which I have seen. So any email exchanges, any texts, any phone calls that you are uh, able to record, I'm not going to say legal or otherwise, but any anything that you are able to record, you want to copy and keep in a place if you believe that those conversations might lead to uh, a dispute further down the road, or if those are receipts that you'll need to cover your ass, to cover your entry, to cover your exit. So, if they're asking for proof now, and it is in writing, don't for a second let it slip that you caught them lacking. Oh, they're being unprofessional. No, if they ask for it in writing, it's because they want you to have a record of it. And I go back to what I said earlier. If you had read your employment agreement and you are obligated to disclose that because of some non-compete provision in your employment agreement, you might as well give it up to them, regardless of it's, if it's your personal choice or not. You fucked up earlier on by signing on to this employment agreement and maybe you read it and didn't think anything of it. Maybe you read it or maybe you did not read it and never considered it. But a non-compete is a non-compete. That's if you're in a jurisdiction that enforces non-competes. A lot of the U.S. doesn't because it's kind of a... Um, an infringement on the right to work, right? And thank goodness we got the right to work, right? I mean, for a little bit, it was flipped upside down on its head there. It used to be uh, fire at will, but motherfuckers smarten up. Not, I mean, motherfuckers as in corporate cowboys smarten up and learn we can fire back. And so now they call it right to work because I mean, fire, what? Fire sounds, sounds a little too militaristic. <laughs> sounds a little too militant. <laughs> but that's the whole point of watering down language, making it all politically correct so they can fuck you smoothly and you'll thank them for it. That's some corporate cowboy shit. You want to um, <laughs> go back to season one, I think. Season one, episode one. It might even be the skeleton key when it comes to hustling. I think, I think in season one, I mean, those are pretty long episodes. They're like an hour, an hour and a half. This is, this is back when, I mean, time is still money, right? But I was just laying down the foundation of the podcast. And it was a lot more therapeutic, a lot more cathartic and drawn out. But in today's day and age, I bill. I bill for time, right? So 30 minutes for me that you're getting is an immeasurable, immeasurable in value. I mean, it costs me 30 minutes of my time, but it's worth, it's worth. I mean, if I had to quantify it legally, it's going to be like what I make in a year divided by 52 weeks divided by a 40 hour work week, blah, 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 blah. 
however many number of hours it is I work and what I charge for them. But I'm not the topic of conversation, right? You resigning and having to disclose where you're going is the topic of conversation. So if, if I was in that position, if I was in that position, which let's face it, I just might, they catch me lacking. They catch me uh, without my reading glasses. <laughs> I'm being facetious. I'm, I'm bullshitting. But if I, for whatever reason, did not read the employment agreement and there's a non-compete clause in there, I better know damn well, I better know damn well that I'm in a state or I'm in a country where non-compete clauses are just thrown out. They're just not enforceable. Whether or not you go to the competition. Otherwise, you're shit out of luck. You will have to disclose it. If that means you have to go consult a lawyer, then you got to go consult a lawyer. It is what it is, right? You need a lawyer, hit us up. We might be able to refer you depending on what states you're in. But for the most part, I mean, you can find a lot of this information using your favorite search engine also. Now, if you plan to litigate it or argue against it or, or break, break that agreement, to not compete with them, <laughs> you better come armed to the teeth. And then we're back on that business is war shit. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you better pull out all the stops. You need a lawyer. You might need something for yourself. And what I mean by that is, I don't know, something equivalent to knowledge. Knowledge is power. Arm yourself with knowledge, if you recall, I've said before, arm yourself with knowledge or something similar <laughs> that you can use to break out of this agreement or have them agree to waive it for you. If you're going to the competition, maybe it's for good reason and they can waive it. They'll be like, yes, okay, fine. You can go work for the competition. You could um, move in a way that makes them not waving it miserable for them. You can make it, you can, I mean, you can still make it a, a, a win-lose or I don't want to be petty and go lose-lose, but there is always a way. You could have the company that's taking you on, that's hiring you on, agree to indemnify or uh, to protect you in the event that you get sued, right? I mean, you are the professional. You are the talent after all. And if they recruited you and they hired you and your former employer says, Alex, you piece of motherfucking shit. Now we're suing you because, yeah, you know, you went to, the, to their top competition. You had something to offer that your former employer didn't want to pay you for. And now you're trying to get paid. Fuck you. We could have used that. Well, well, guess what? Alex would have stayed if you did pay. Now look at me, sitting pretty. I'm sitting up, pushing P, he said. <laughs> Still, you want that agreement in writing with your new employer. If they agree to uh, indemnify anyone who comes after you to sue you and protect you, if anything, you could even preempt that. 
and they'll protect you if you should happen to get sued. Right? So that way you won't even have to go to court. You're using company money on company lawyers. Nothing comes out of your pocket. But again, that's more higher level thinking and strategy where you have to know how to negotiate, what to negotiate for, what it is you are reading yourself into. And at the end of the day, you will be signing the dotted line for. So they say they want they want it in the form of a joining letter. And to me, it sounds legit. I'm erring on the side of legitness. That's legitness. I'm erring on the side of it being legitimate. Because if for no other reason, that's why they're asking you for that for that offer letter, for that joining letter, because you're joining another firm and they want to be sure that. The firm you're joining is not in conflict with any of their corporate interests. If you're joining the competition, it better be for good reason. It's more money and more cover, less liability. Those are probably the three reasons that you would be leaving at this point. More money, more cover, as in more professional cover, opportunities, resources. And less liability, you want more freedom, more liberty. I mean, we're talking within the corporate system. The U.S. as a whole, the government is a corporate, is a, is a corporate entity, right? I, I don't want to dive in, into that needle stack, but it's a corporation also in and of itself. And you move up those rungs, it comes with different degrees of power and control and authority. But at the end of the day, everyone is entry level forever. It's, shit doesn't change. It's the same soup, different flavor. <laughs> it just depends who's, who's stirring the pot. <laughs> no one knows. No one knows what's being cooked except for the one stirring the pot. An OG once told me. So be mindful. Be mindful if you're going to be the one going into the kitchen, putting hands in the kitchen. I mean, you got to take the heat. You got to take the heat and also learn or know going in how to work the knives. Let's read one or two of these comments real quick. The first one says, simply decline. <laughs> it sounds too simple. I don't know if it's too easy. It might not be. Uh, it might not be the right move. It sounds too easy. It's like someone saying, oh, you got sued? Oh, they, they sent you a, a, a summons? They, they, they sent you a little proof of service? A, a summons letter? Fucking ignore it. Don't even, that's easy. Don't even go. That's how you fuck up and catch uh, default judgments. If you don't show up to defend a potential case that, that you know, might have merit, that might be legitimate, if you don't at least go to get it dismissed, you might be the one fucking up. Now, that opens a can of worms as to what cases you can ignore, because there are some instances where you may be named, but, you know, it gets thrown out on its own. That being said, 
they continue, they write, unless you have an employment contract calling for such disclosure, you are under no obligation to provide that or any other information. Very aptly put, very aptly put. Simply ignore it, right? Simply decline it unless, unless, you know, they do condition it with that unless it's what you signed on for, right? So I was, I was right from the get. I had, I had a good inclination, a good feeling about reading, right, before signing so that you know and understand your obligations in the event that you terminate the employment, right? At resigning and the reason being that you're leaving to another company, they're going to want to know. I mean, be happy that uh, the disclosure is up front. That's if the non-compete provision includes that disclosure, disclosure and how you should give it to them in writing, right? They want it in the form of a joining letter. They know you're going somewhere. You told them you're going somewhere. So that's what they want to know. If you need help planning your next corporate move, right? Say you're leaving a firm. Say you've exhausted your opportunities for growth your opportunities for professional development at the firm you're at now and you want to leave. You're a talented individual. You know you deserve more. You understand your worth on the market and you stand to gain more. Before signing the new offer, understand what it is you're agreeing to. And evaluate whether or not you can negotiate to improve your compensation, to improve the coverage you're getting in the, in the form of opportunities and resources, and decrease your liability. You are the professional. You are the talent. If there is any blood, if there are names and faces in corporate, it's yours. So know your worth. Corporate can stand to protect you because you're working for them. And when you understand that, when you understand that you enter this agreement, you are entering the employment agreement for money, is when you understand your power to negotiate. And Work with corporate, not just for it. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. That's at corporate cowboys with a Z. The Patreon is up and running. That's the corporate cowboys podcast. There are a couple of donation links available too. If you want to spot us a couple of dollars, keep this podcast free. You know, it goes towards business expenses and legal fees, office supplies, that sort of thing. <laughs> Take care of yourself. If you need help, know who to go to for it. Till next time.